Hallelujah. We worship and magnify the name of the Lord this morning. We bless His holy name for His goodness unto us. This morning we are examining this topic, the fall of the mighty. The fall of the mighty. And we are taking our test from the book of 2 Samuel chapter 11. 2 Samuel chapter 11, reading from verse 1. And it came to pass, after the year was expired, that the time when kings go forth to battle, that David sent Joab and his servant with him and all Israel. And they destroyed the children of Ammon and besieged Rabbah. But David tarried still at Jerusalem. And it came to pass in the evening time that David arose from off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman washing herself and the woman was very beautiful to look upon and david sent and inquired after the woman and one said is not this Bathsheba, the daughter of elam the wife of Uriah the hittite and david sent messengers and took her and she came in unto him and he lay with her for she was purified from an uncleanliness and returned unto her house the fall of the mighty this is the account of spiritual failure of David. Jesus, our master, warned the twelve disciples towards the end of his ministry about temptation that may come and said, What I say unto you, I say to everyone, watch in Mark 13, verse 37. In Matthew 26, verse 41, he warned and said, Watch and pray that you fall not into temptation. Yield not to temptation, for yielding the sin each trial will make you some others to win. Fight manfully onward, dark passions subdue. Look ever to Jesus, he will carry you through. Job did not yield to temptation. He said, I have made a covenant with my eyes. David saw a woman, but she did not make covenant with his eyes. There is no crime in suddenly seeing a woman bathing. But there is more than crime in keeping on looking, in meditating over what you are seeing. There is a crime when thoughts and imagination kept coming and you begin to meditate on it. When did he saw a woman bathing? At the time when kings are supposed to be at war. It is possible that woman whose bedroom or whose building may not have roof to cover, knew that kings always go to war with other soldiers. Her husband was not at home. David was not supposed to be at home. She might also know that the palace was a story building. The king can see her from the penthouse, but the king won't be at home. It is dangerous for whoever, newcomer, choir member, Usher, sanctuary keeper, evangelist, deacon, pastor, archbishop, bishop, pope, whoever, 
to neglect his or her business. David neglected his own. An idle hand is devil's workshop. The more anointed you are, the higher you are on the ladder, or the higher you are on the ladder of success, the more prone you are to temptation. He tarried at Jerusalem. Many are hearing these messages and they are still tarrying in sin. You have not made up your mind to acknowledge the Savior, to confess Him with your mouth and follow Him daily. Many are tarrying in that comfort zone of sin. Many are tarrying in the attachment to another man, another man's wife or, or young, young guest. Many are tarrying, playing games as a minister of God with another man's wife. And you are cracking jokes at ease in Zion. Many are tarrying in watching films with choir members. In watching films with, with other tenants at home as a Christian, as a daughter of God, as a daughter of Zion, as a royal priesthood, as an ambassador of Jesus, that Savior. You are worshiping with unbelievers. You are playing games. You are cracking jokes. You are praying. You are playing together gradually and gradually. In those turning, sin is coming. Watch and pray. Turning at the time you are supposed to be moving. Turning at the time you are supposed to be praying. Remember, it was turning that almost destroyed Lot and his family of Sodom and Gomorrah. Because Sapphira tarried. She came late to church. She never knew that her husband had died. If both of them had arrived at the church at the same time, maybe she wouldn't have died. By the time Peter asked questions from her husband, she will immediately deny. As soon as she sees the husband dying, but she tarried. Brother, sister, pastor, evangelist, are we not tarrying? Be careful because of tarrying. Be careful. We need to be careful. When we are out of the way, many things can happen. David was not in the right way. She was, he was supposed to be at the battlefield. We were staring at Jerusalem. When we are out of our way, when we are not doing the business that we are supposed to do, many things can happen. Many things do happen. Many things have happened in the past that are bad. I pray you not witness it again in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. What led to this situation? Number one, neglect of business. He was tarring at Jerusalem. He neglects his business. He neglects his calling. Neglected his calling. When we are out of the way of our duty, temptation is locking around. Number two, love of ease. Idleness gives way advantage to the tempter at ease in Zion even full-time minister there are works to do there are lots to do there are lots to do Kenneth Egan once said that he has read the New Testament over more than 70 times before he passed on to glory the old New Testament from Matthew to Revelation over 70 times there are many Christians who have read the Bible over for more than 10 times. As a full-time minister, if you have nothing to do, keep on reading the Word of God. Keep on praying. Intercede for Nigeria. Pray for your local government. Pray for others. David, love is. He was not doing what he's supposed to do. Sin came in. Three, a wandering eyes. 
like Job made a covenant with eyes, with his eyes, David forgot he or he did not even made it. Observe that those steps to sin and how he was going down the hill. When men begin to do evil, they cannot soon stop. See the aggravation of the sin. How could David rebuke or punish others of which himself was guilty? Let's be careful. And we are in the end time. Number four, we can add this to it, neglect of our responsibility. David forgot that he wielded power for service, not for abuse. Many are abusing power even now. And they are, as they are listening even to this message, you are involved in fornication and adultery and you are telling the girl or you are telling the woman that if she dare tell anyone, you will curse her. Maybe you are a prophet, maybe you are a pastor, be careful. You are called to prophesy. You are called to minister the world, not to curse. Some say, I will kill you and I will kill myself. You planted fear in the heart of that woman. You planted fear in the heart of that young girl. And you continue committing immorality with her. And she's afraid of revealing it. God is seeing you. Devil who set the trap for you is also seeing you. Repent now. You also know that you are living in sin. Lack of crucified life. Nowadays, we can say it to ourselves, David then, Christ did not, has not died for him, but for us, Christ died for us. Apostle Paul said in Galatians 2 verse 20, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and died for me and gave his life for me. Crucified life, be dead unto sin, lost of the eyes, lost of the flesh, and pride of life. All these things are there. Bible said, ye adulterers and adulteresses, you should, know, you should know and you should know now that friendship with the world is enmity with God. You cannot be a friend of the world and be a friend of God at the same time. Not following the leading of the Holy Spirit. Most times the Holy Spirit leads us, do talk to us. And yet, we did not listen to the Holy Spirit. One sin that originates David's spiritual failure. So we have examined this morning. The fall of the mighty. And God's subsequent judgment for the rest of David's life. Subsequent judgment for the rest of David's life. We see the consequent tragedies. In his personal life and family life, he serves as a serious example and a warning for all New Testament believers. We should be careful. We should be watchful. We should take precaution. Not to desire evil things or act immorally. We should be careful. God is warning us. We should be very careful. Though David repented of the sin, he received God's forgiveness. But God did not eliminate the consequence. Likewise, a believer may commit terrible sin. Terrible. And then through godly sorrow and sincere repentance, you receive God's grace, you receive forgiveness. Nevertheless, restoration of your relationship with God does not necessarily mean that you escape temporal punishment or be delivered from the consequence of specific sin. I'm warning you against immorality and adultery. Yet you are committing it. One abortion can lead to the removal of your womb. And that may bring total barrenness for life. Sin still finds people out. They are warning you against committing sin. You are bleaching your body. You are going every day. You are committing fornication and adultery. You are doing one thing or the other. God may forgive you. But when you are bleaching your body, 
You are dark complexion now. You are becoming, you have changed everything. You become fair complexion. You are now like a white person. You have changed your color. God may forgive you, but later on in the year, if you have an injury, that wound may not heal on time. That does not mean God has not forgotten you. God has forgiven you. He has even forgotten. But the repercussion is coming. You can stop that bleaching now. God creates you as an African. You are that complexion. Be content with that and just rest your case. Time will come in years to come when you will have injury and they take you to hospital and you know that injury, that wound may not heal on time because of the way you have used your body. Be careful. Temporal, because of the temporal punishment or consequence of those sins. God did not condone David's excuse under the present that David was only a woman. Uh, we are just weak or woman, weak woman. No. God will not condone sin. He has one note in his Bible. Be ye holy. Be holy. Be holy. Any response to sin this morning, if you are living in sin, is to repent in all sincerity. Come to God in order to receive forgiveness, grace, and mercy. And God is willing to forgive you. God is willing to write it off. But stop sinning. You don't know what will happen tomorrow. You don't know what will happen by December. Stop sinning. David fed spiritual and the consequence, the consequence was too great for him to handle. It affected the generations to come. I pray that that will not be a portion in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Let's be watchful. Let's be careful. What I say unto you, I'm saying also to myself and to everyone. Watch and pray. Make covenant with your eyes. When the eye sees it, you have power to still control what you meditate on. Casting down imagination and everything that is what they say against the knowledge of God. Be watchful, be careful. We are still running the race. When, as long as you are still living, you are still running the race. All these things happen to us as an example. In First Corinthians chapter 10, verses 6, I'm reading it. Be careful. Now these things occurred as example to keep us from setting our heart on evil things that they do. Don't be idolater as some of them were. We should not commit sexual immorality as some people did and one day 23,000 died. We should not test the Lord as some of them did and were killed by snake. Do not grumble as some, did, some people did and were killed by destroying agents. These things happened to them, to us, as an example. And it's written to us as a warning on whom the end has come. If you think you are standing, be careful so that you will not fall. God will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. As you are going today, I pray you will not fall in the mighty name of Jesus. And you know you are gradually falling. Sincerely repent and come back to God. And God will have mercy on you. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.